What is this, episode 76? 76. Fallout 76. <laughs> <laughs> Time to talk about the Fallout, boys. Fallout 76. Fallout boys. Fallout boys, the band. I, I was referencing 76 because... Soldier 76, yeah. Soldier 76, not episode 76. A lot, of, a lot of references here. Jeff's representing boys because that's guess pretty cool. That's right. That's of course how, how you do it. You know, it's the 76th episode, and we have a we have a special one for you guys today. Hello, everyone. Two-hour premiere. Is it a... No, I hope not. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> I ain't gonna be here for that long. Uh, no, I don't think anyone wants to be on the elliptical for two hours, and that's how, how I try and frame the shows right. around. It's like, yeah. you cannot... You can't get be off until we're the, done. Yeah, so that's right. If and it was up to me, gonna... though, then it would be 10-minute eps. If it was an elliptical test, I think. <laughs> you do cardio, and then you hit the weights. Well, I get on, and I kind of finick with the, the podcast for a little bit. I'm like, ah, you know, not today. It's <laughs> <laughs> just not for me. <laughs> 30 bucks a month to make me feel better no, about myself. No cardio. I mean, I went. I spent the gas money, so here I am. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll and Move, the Internet's podcast where we talk about really bad board games, very weird ones, stuff that's sort of like out of left field, you know, something something along those varieties, except for today. We're not doing that today. We're doing something very different today. We're doing a little bit of a, it's not a retrospective. Don't worry, you have not jumped forward in time. We're not doing another clip show here. Instead, we're having a very special all-rise based episode to celebrate the completion of our kickstarter i am i am very excited about it and uh i guess i'll go ahead and introduce myself my name is thomas youngerberg one of the creators of rough draft games and uh you know i guess one of the guys who did that whole kickstarter thing a little while back but uh you know i'm a new man now and with me here as always is uh gary lively um and yes if i were a creator and i found out that my game was going to be featured on this podcast i wouldn't be too happy but you know, we can always make exceptions to the rules. I'm not happy. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Not happy at all. You think I'm, you think I'm happy to be here today and talk about my uh, game? Not happy at all. Also, what this is, uh, Jeff Lee. Um, this is the. This has been a while, so this is the 76th anniversary of me saying I'll just do one episode. Mm, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort of like the mob, you know. Garrett, stop coughing. <laughs> Just don't stop it. I can just take that on post, and you can just not react to it. That's fine. no. How about I now? Just, I gotta leave it. Acknowledge it. it. Now you gotta leave it in. I'm gonna make a callback to it at, at six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> six minutes we're in, and we're dead. <laughs> sure, vaping during the show. It's terrible. Is that what we're doing with the nineteen thousand dollars? No, we gotta save it for juice? the four twenty episode, which I think we said was gonna land on twenty twenty two or something. But you know, we're right. playing ahead. We're collecting those weed games, guys. They're gonna be really good, but. Don't worry. Today, none of that trash. None of that. None of no drug use today, guys. You're gonna get straight facts and straight heartfelt talk about uh, about everything that we've done so far because it's it's been a long journey, guys. It's been a long time it's been a while. coming. It's been a don't. don't do <laughs> a lot of references lo- today. <laughs> this this Kickstarter, and I was sort of talking about this with uh, with Allison, the uh, the fiance, about how how long this has been in the making, and this has been in the making for almost as long, planning this board game longer than my relationship with Allison. 
Yeah. And so would you it's say like first your first love? love. I, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna. I, I know. I was like, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna power rank things here, I just I don't know how it's gonna turn out. You know. <laughs> Kickstarter is S tier, and Allison, sorry, <laughs> A or B tier. Not S tier. But this is this has been. That's just to, to to sort of make the point that we've been. This is this is something that's been coming down the road. Sorting sort of a, a slow and steady wins the race approach, and it dates all the way back to 2016, December 28th, 2016. And we we thought it would be fun today to not only talk about the Kickstarter, but also sort of in celebration of our awesome success, which we'll get into later, that you guys helped us achieve. Uh, but by sort of talking about the timeline that got us to where we are now, because it was sort we sort of had a weird moment with the Kickstarter where we, we had people reaching out to us. We had a guy ask to be a part of the company. He said that he wanted to like I don't know if that was like legit or not, but it was a very <laughs> sweet, heartfelt message and it just made me think of like the idea that now someone could hear what we do and see something that we made and want to be a part of what you know, what we thought was just sort of three guys, right. you know, hanging out and making games. It just sort of it sort of got me in a more of a retrospective uh perspective of yeah. like we i sort of want to talk about how we how we got to where we are it's kind of mind-boggling uh, right like you know mm-hmm. why would anybody want to spend any time with us i ask that to allison every night before i go to i'm like why, why are me? you here why are you with me especially nigerian doing? royalty i mean it's it's great that he is <laughs> it's fantastic that they wanted to fund us and give two million dollars <laughs> in our pocket we only have to sign a nineteen thousand dollar check and it so happens he's gonna that reinvest we, it yeah. yeah he's gonna reinvest we got it that check. Do, do us right did you guys give him your socials yet yeah. Uh, yes, uh, him and cats. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good. Just mine. That's good. He asked me for every like. <laughs> he asked me for my whole family. He needs your whole. It's got a. It's a legacy. Well, you know, he said time, something about he's got to verify that I'm who I am. And <laughs> I figured that you know, it may, this guy it makes sense. I mean, he's he's a rich one, not me. I, how what would I know about? God help you if you gave us money. You know, for the Kickstarter. <laughs> these are these are the people you gave it to. Uh, so let's let's wind back the clock here, boys, and let's quickly go through sort of the timeline of how this game developed. Now, in the the infant stages. It's just sort of rolling around in our brains uh, back in 2016. Yeah, the very I end think of 2016. I, Thank yeah, God the I'm, I'm the king of receipts, guys. The king, the... <laughs> I've got I've got the exact I, I've got an, a picture from the day that Thomas and I were gathered around a uh, a little fire with our buddy. I, I think Jeremy mm-hmm. was there, and Jeremy had... came in later. This was we were talking about this before Jeremy was there, and then we started yeah. telling the idea of Jeremy. He's like, that sounds that sounds pretty. <laughs> he's like you guys should do it that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah um but, but yeah we were gathered around the fire in my backyard it was near the end of december 2016 you had many of your vices just laying in your lap you had your i, I recall you had a cell phone a coffee a mm-hmm. beer and a cigar uh, right just in your lap and i think you're feeling pretty good about yourself and that you could seems like was, a good day i was feeling pretty good i was i was uh, Smoking a cigar, having a little alcohol. I was sitting with my good buddy Gare, and uh, I, I I told him I was like, you know what, we we love board games so much. I can't remember what board game we were playing. We we're probably on some sort of a kick at that point. Yeah. And I was like, I I would love to take a stab at making a board game. Yep. And Garrett's the guy to go to. He's super passionate. He's the one who got our whole friend group into making board games. 
And so we started <laughs> yes. all three of us. Not, ma- no, not making <laughs> board games. Make. Yeah, all three. Uh, to playing board games rather. Sort of the sort of the gateway, the drug dealer of board games to our group that got everyone sort of addicted. Hey, you want that. a little uh, you want a little Dominion? Yeah. It's free on me. <laughs> yeah. And then from Dominion you go on to the harder drugs the and harder, pretty soon you're yeah. playing oh, Puerto legacy Rico. games. Yeah. Oh god. It was it was brutal. But I, I we started brainstorming ideas for games and one thing that we immediately went towards was uh, a courtroom-based game. Right. Because I was talking to Garrett, and I was like, "Is there? Uh, has there been a courtroom-based game? And Garrett said, no, there's not. And what's interesting is in the three years that it's taken us to, four years to take it to make this game, <laughs> there's actually been, like, two or three that came yeah, out or yeah, have been yeah. in production. We're, like, the second. <laughs> I think Somewhere it was another really good yeah. game. Lawyer Up that managed to come out, like, two or three four months before yeah lawyer they kickstarted i don't know if they're actually out yet um Mm -hmm. but lawyer up and then uncivil court i believe is trying to make a push which i am so thankful we got out ahead of uncivil court (laughs) yeah Yeah, our games happen to be very similar it's sort of like a i was gonna say it's sort of like a sort of like a zeitgeist and this happens to me all the time you have a really good idea and then you can pretty much count on somewhere in the world someone else in the united states Someone's got it right there at that moment. It's, like the world it's a race to who gets it finished first. It really is. Yeah. It truly, absolutely is. So if you got if you have a passion project or something like that, so you guys gonna back me up idea. on um sushi push pops like <laughs> sushi rolls and a push pop and you push it up and you just push them up. Take yeah, a, you push them up. And take a bite. <laughs> no, you just make the make the thing that you're pushing them out of seaweed and you don't got to push. I don't. I don't thing. think Jeb just came up with that. I'm. I'm pretty sure that's an actual idea. <laughs> it, it is. I saw it. I saw it on Reddit the other day. I was like, "What is this stupid idea?" <laughs> Garbage. So that's that's October or no? That's December twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. Yeah. So we're sort of talking about it, brainstorming like an idea for a uh, for a board game. And here's a little secret: if you're looking to get stuff done, the more people you tell the more momentum you're going to get because you all of a sudden you have accountability and a lot of accountability. Sort of looking at yeah. you. Yeah. So I told so no I one wanted... until the Kickstarter. <laughs> I kept it all. <laughs> I went back to Los Angeles and I told a good friend of mine out here. He's someone who I watch wrestling with. He was part of, he's how I, uh, I met him through the guys that I used to do the wrestling podcast with. Through Hold Frank on, I got a cough. And Chuck. <coughs> I met him through the guys that I did the wrestling podcast with. That's Frank, Joaquin, and Chuck. Love you guys. We met Jimmy Chang. And I, I, Jimmy's huge into board games. I didn't realize this at the time, but I was going over and I was playing board games with Jimmy. I played Pandemic Legacy Season 1 with him. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was like, this guy's sort of like the real deal. He's really into it. He reminds me a lot of uh, Garrett. And so I pitched him the idea, and he fell in love with it. And he said he wanted to be a part of it. And I said, Do you, would you want to like design it? And he's like, yeah. So then it was sort of the meeting of worlds. I had Jimmy in LA and I had Garrett in Georgia. And those are the only two people that I knew who would be passionate enough uh, to try and make this thing a reality. Right. Uh, so we put together our conference call. What was that conference call like? It was on January 12th, 2018. What, how would it you was. say it went, Garrett? Uh, it went, it went pretty well. I think we were, we're like, all right, are we going to make like a, a crazy heavy Euro? Are we going to, I don't <laughs> Jimmy liked Euros. He hates Ameritrash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're like, okay, well, we're going to have, we're, 
we're in Tom's just like, guys, I don't know if we can we can do this. And like Jimmy and I were like full blown like, all right, let's make a legacy game, dude. Let's like make it so that like if you sue this guy, he's gonna rem- remember in the next game and uh he's gonna he's gonna, you know, a grudge on to you. settle with yeah. you. <laughs> so Tom's like, okay, I'm pretty sure Tom was pumping the brakes. It's like, let's 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 make this based if on Tom is pumping the brakes, and you know that there's right, a, yeah. you're a little too far. <laughs> you know that you guys yeah. are you guys are out a, a little too far out yeah. the left field. <laughs> um, but no, I I think you kind of wanted to frame it around what is great about you know, like courtroom the courtroom setting. Like it, it's not it's not having fun you know pushing points across the board or converting your resources into victory points or anything like that it's it's the stories it's the outlandish try the outlandish cases the outlandish evidence the insane characters that come come from this stuff and so let's let's kind of put that stuff mm-hmm. together um, yeah and it, it's facilitating screaming at your friends is also right part yeah of that. and and I, mm-hmm. I were you teaching debate at this time tom i i'm still teaching debate right. uh sort of like a part-time thing but i've i've been teaching debate and speech and uh all that stuff for years at this point yeah. and i wanted to sort of i thought that we could combine impromptu speaking which is one of a competitive event in speech and debate along with the courtroom setting I never got to do mock trial when I was in literature classes. I always talked to people who did mock trial, but for some reason I never got to do it in any of my classes. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that impromptu speaking sort of style combined with sanctioned off uh, portions for exchanges of ideas, which is something that you see in public forum debate or even Lincoln-Douglas debate a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, would be a great marriage in the courtroom to sort of facilitate that kind of that kind of game right um fun fact i think um mm -hmm. garrett uh and i did mock trial the same year in elementary school and garrett uh garrett was on the other i think i was i don't remember if he was i was on prosecuting or defense but i was on the other side my side lost (laughs) I, i was i was prosecution i represented jack and jill and i sued the old man for having his well uh be a little too slick a little too slippery yeah yeah he's gotta he's gotta pay the he's gotta pay big for that <laughs> i'm pretty sure that mock trial is set up for the prosecution to lose because why would you get sued for trespassing and then following it oh you can absolutely yeah. like there's there's yeah there's plenty but what's funny is like all these legal things when someone's like you can't sue for that like because of the research i've done for like this game yeah. i'm like no you can't you can. <laughs> like we can sue for a lot <laughs> Um, so after the, what, so the first video call you'd say was a success, right, Gare? Yeah, yeah, I think we, we definitely narrowed down kind of, all right, we know we want to make a storytelling party game. Um, we know that we want to, uh, incorporate debate and, you know, we're not going to dive headfirst into the, the heavy, uh, mechanisms of a Euro or the insane production value of a a legacy game or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We're we're just going to, we're going to get our feet wet in, in a party game and, and really develop this and really bring our personality to it. And, you know, I, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I, I know you, as you said, the antithesis of Jimmy and I were, you were way more on the Ameritrash trash side at that point where you wanted a good story. Um, yeah. You wanted the, the mechanisms to, you don't care if they're, weaker as long or there's not that too much a, a terrible lot of strategy as long as it's fun as long as it tells a story as long as, as, long as it paints a picture in your head and the group experiences something collectively that right. uh, 
that you mm-hmm. can remember out, you know, afterwards. And it's not like, all right. And then I push the cube over the finish line, dude. It's yeah. Yeah. get wrecked. I counted yeah. them up. Easy VPs, boys. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. more like, and then the prosecution, the third juror finally put down his card and to everyone's dismay, <clears throat> they were guilty. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah. You, you get to tell a story around that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think after the first call, we had definitely just solidified, you know, it, a lot of people always ask, you know, do you start with theme or mechanisms first? We definitely started with with the theme first, and uh, right. we're like, all right, what kind of game are we gonna make? Because there's no there's no courtroom. Uh, yeah, I want to mention when I um, I remember that you guys had mentioned early on. I think this is after I or right when I came on board that you guys. The first thing that you guys said was we want to make a game. We're pretty inspired by Red Flag slash Super Fight, um, which mm-hmm. is actually a yes. game that we played. Um, at the games convention in Austin at South by Southwest. Um, yes. Yeah. So you know we we really we really liked that game and our our collective group really enjoyed kind of the the shenanigans of trying to you know come up with these wild scenarios of right. who would win if and then all these different wacky um, conditionals that we toss in. So I remember that was being a core part of um, what came uh, what uh, how we would decide to design the game uh, even even like right before I joined. So. Yeah, so so that was January twelfth, and then suspiciously, Jeff got a uh, a job uh, offer from a from a game company shortly so, thereafter. <laughs> yeah, so would we? When when did we bring Jeff in? Because I know we. I was talking to you and Jimmy as far as like because I thought Jeff Jeff was would really he had yeah. a lot uh, of insight as far as like like for example, I remember one of the first things that came out of Jeff's mouth when we started talking about the game was mo- viable market product. And I had no, I had no idea what that was, none. And I was like, well, this is definitely something that I have no clue about that should probably be associated with <laughs> with like creating the board game and like bringing it in. So I, I was very excited. Yeah, I, I think Jeff you you kind of to your point, you just you're going to tell everybody about it just to increase that accountability. And so I, I think we had two meetings, just me, you, and Jimmy. And then I think Jeff was there for the third or the or definitely by the fourth, if not. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I remember I, we have the date here, <clears throat> January twenty fifth. Uh, Jeff jumped into the uh, jumped into the the, the ring, mix. the ring, yeah, the ring, the the mix, mm-hmm. the equation for us, and and started joining in on the meetings and then helping to develop the game. Uh, do you remember when you? I don't know. Did you apply or did you get like a recruiter reaching out to you about was it university games? Yeah, it was really weird. So university games kind of reached out um, and asked if um, I I was applying for jobs at the time. University games was reaching out for a product manager game, product manager um, in for their games department. Kind of ended up being a weird way for me to apply to be a part of RDG. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why I say it's suspicious. um, yeah, here's this. Here's this. Uh, you know, and and I kind of mentioned. Oh, you guys that, are making a game. That's so weird. Oh I just man, got I just got I just this. got cold call for this thing. Uh, <laughs> why does this guy's recruiter have the same name as you? Um, yeah, so it was weird. I, I remember mentioning it to Tom, and <clears throat> I remember. Well, I'm. Let me just roll it back. I remember mentioning to the recruiter. Yeah, you know, I love games. Um, they're kind of gauging, gauging my interest. I love games. Been playing games for a long time. My friend group. Uh, my friend groups are actually creating a game themselves. And, um, and so that kind of sparked his interest and he kind of talked to me about that. And he even asked at one point if I'd be interested in bringing in all three of you, uh, mm-hmm. all three of us, I guess, into, uh, being, uh, you know, being hired on to university games. 
And uh, and that was really weird. I, I that's when I kind of brought up the conversation of like, would you guys consider this? And I was like, I don't know. You know, obviously we, we I'd be asking both of you to uproot and move to the Bay Area, and there's a, a lot of whole right. stuff about that. But it kind of it kicked up the, up the conversation of well. If a recruiter thinks I can do it, then maybe I can. I have some sort of value that I can provide to RDG, um, and that's when we talked about. At that point, it wasn't about. If I remember, it wasn't necessarily about me joining the company, but it was like, what can I do to help so that I can kind of polish my skills um, as a product manager and help bring a product to market. And uh, and and I think that's when I decided to to start contributing to the, to the company. Yeah, yeah. and. With when, with everyone involved and like jumping in on the design process, there was there was sort of a period of like trying new mechanics, getting rid of mechanics. How do we want to uh, like? Because one of the great things about playtesting is figuring out like when something's too complicated. I remember there was a point when in, in the game uh, we had a punishment system implemented that judges could throw on attorneys that was like predestined <laughs> yeah. and like written down on cards and then we also had i think at one point the jury members and the surprise witnesses were separate and sort of like during this period there was a lot of tightening of the game and then we sort of we at, at about right after that we started talking about actually making the company and that was something we were hesitant to pull the trigger on because i'm not sure if we were still talking about whether or not we wanted to like sell the game because that's what jimmy originally brought up is do we want to sell this game to hasbro or like something oh, like that sure, do yeah. what you want to sell it do you want to guys do you guys want to go into the math real quick about why we chose to create the <laughs> llc yeah yeah i mean i think we can briefly touch on it but uh yeah. basically um you know if you want to make any sort of i don't know if career is the right word but if you want if you want to make it so that it's a viable situation for you to right. make it worth your time in this industry if you want to make if you want to make your passion what you love, if you yeah. want to be able to make a living at that at the same time, you cannot do it by selling your idea to a larger publisher. Right, unless you're one of like three people or, or something like that. But yeah, yeah in, in general, we we were like looking at the kind of the what do you call it the the rate that the the publisher or the the designer gets after the publisher takes its cut and the distributor takes its cut and the you know, the game store takes its cut. <laughs> we're saying, hey, you, you know, if you're really optimistic, you can expect 3%. And so we're like, okay, we're making this $20 game. We're going to get 3%. Uh, 60 cents and that's or something? Optimistic, yeah. 3% uh, of split the $4 profit. <laughs> 3% of the $4 profit that they that you get when the manufacturer sells it to the distributor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like... That's right. It, it was like for every on, game... Uh, the press, yeah. Yeah, if for every game, like our group would make about like eight cents, right. and then that is divided four ways. So like every game would be two cents. Yeah, sold. right. And, and I think yeah. I, I think for Jimmy and, and the reason he didn't sign up for why well, you don't you don't hear him weekly in in your earbuds uh, is he, I think he just wanted. I think it really was about the passion for him. He just wanted to make a game right. and have his name on it and and be a part of that process and learn all about it and i i remember tom tom's pitch when uh because him and i kind of decided to to form an llc and then like, all right let's let's pitch it to to jeff and jimmy and kind of see if they're on board and you know see where they want to go with that and and you're like uh i remember tom you're like i, I don't know i know you guys kind of got it good but uh me and garen not so much we're uh <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of it like, for us pity, the pity <laughs> party 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, look, I, you guys, you guys, you know, you got nice jobs. Garrett and I, you know, we're gonna go all in on this thing. So, you know, if you're if you're if you're going along for the ride, he's like, I'm in LA, you gotta go along for the I'm, ride. I'm pushing thirty, I, you know, I, I know the uh, the life cycle of, of people like this, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I I gotta find a way out. So. <laughs> It was. I, I do remember that quite. Bit. That was uh, April. April twenty eighteen is. Uh, oh, yeah. Is right I I distinctly week. remember that because I wasn't sure if I, I could kind of tell. I wasn't sure if that was Tom's pitch and it included Garrett or if Garrett had been a part of that pitch. And I and I I, I could tell from Garrett's reaction that you you were also a little surprised. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's like, look, guys, we can't. I can't do. We're this starving thing here. The two of us <laughs> are starving. I here. gotta. No- I gotta have a business. A man's gotta have a business. Garrett's like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Garrett's a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Garrett's like, wait, what? No, he can't do it. Garrett's, you know, look. He, I think he's gonna kill himself if he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I think Garrett's having these thoughts. He's texting me at night. Look, yeah. we gotta do this. Garrett's like, what? Are you, what? What's happening? Oh, well, it worked man. for half of us, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, all that to say that I, I, Jimmy just wanted to create the game, and he's like, you know, guys, I, I really don't think the the creating a company is the route for me um but mm-hmm. but jeff was like yeah dude let's do it let's uh let's see where this thing takes us uh and and as far as the the splits go um mm-hmm. we did you know roughly uh what 40 40 20 i think is, is how the the company split yeah. up because mm-hmm. jeff jeff does has a, have a little bit more demanding of a job than than thomas and i and uh he's he's out in the bay area he is an actual project manager in real life on top of <laughs> project right. managing all rise and then product practice. manager but yes right. yeah i'm a i'm a two jobber at this point <laughs> two job man a two so frame. so that that was that was uh that was it so that was april 6th we we asked jeff and jimmy uh if they wanted to join in the llc and six days later we founded the company uh, april 12th 2018 is the founded date founding date of rough draft games llc yeah and uh, so <laughs> After that, we pretty much got on road. We we hired our first independent contractor, which was uh, Nick. Yeah, right? yep. Yeah, my yeah. my wife's brother, my brother in law, is as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, he designed our logo. We pitched it out to Reddit, and and mm-hmm. I think skewed the results. So we picked the one that we liked the best. And <laughs> right, that's how statistics and, works these days. Yeah. You just you put your thumb on the scale, and you know God sorts out the rest. There, I remember <laughs> I, we we had we submitted the design ideas to reddit and we took like we're like all right well this one is winning but these three are all similar and if we group them together you know what would they, would, they would be winning so really what people what want people is this think? like paper ball uh we just got to figure out how they want it so right. yeah that's uh, that was literally our, our kind of our, ske- our kind of skew so after after that we got the logo we went back to yep. focusing mostly on the game and jimmy helped us with play testing it we all had play testers we got together our groups and we tried it out. A lot of trial and error here. We decided another thing that we would do towards June is start this very podcast that you're listening to. We were trying to think of ways that we could get involved and give back to the board game community, right. create something for the board game community to yeah. hopefully enjoy, and you know that we would have a, a deeper connection to the people who we were going to be asking to sort us, right. let us into their living rooms, to I, let us into their, yeah. Well, I think at this point we had already decided to go down the path of crowdfunding. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we were trying to establish uh, creating an audience and creating a network of people that we we knew and that mm-hmm. we had a, just a good foundation of people that would uh, be excited about our game when we had it ready. Yeah. You know, you 
you know, you don't always hear about All Rise and the podcast, right? But you you hear us and we'll throw it out there every once in a while. And uh, so, you know, we did a ton of research, you know, Tom, you've referenced uh, Jamie Stegmeyer's blog on here a ton because we read it. You know, we digested all that information. We're like, yeah, we we think this is the route we can go just because it's so tough to uh, pitch your game to to publishers and have it be what you were envisioning. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, we had talked about the return on investment, but you give an idea to a publisher and they're like, all right, we don't want any of your art. We don't want any of your uh, story. We, we just want those mechanisms and we're going to turn it into a game about selling uh, salt in Greece. And you're like, okay, <laughs> like, okay. Well, all right. I uh, said, I didn't want a Euro game. It's not a Euro game. You'll argue, but you'll get to argue about selling your salt in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we, we had already, we'd already kind of looked down the Kickstarter path and, and that's why we, uh, you know, started our, all the stuff we, mm-hmm. you know, we plug at the end of each episode of roll and move, you know, the, right. the thematics and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and for me, and, I thought that part was really cool. Cause, um, you know, Jamie does a lot on connecting with the community. Um, and it, this made it feel like I was contributing or researching about the game industry every week and kind of staying connected and being kind of a true, I guess hobbyist or connoisseur of the board game industry, um, and and in a, in a space that like you know everyone talks about the wingspans and um, you know the the pandemics, but like nobody gets to talk about the little guys like <laughs> like the uh, um, like gridiron football or all these other <laughs> like or or the Harry Potter and the Triwizarding Harry Cup. I don't know. Yeah, or the, the trouble the old Harry Cup. Yeah, or Honey Pop. You know, who, and then, what what board game uh, reviewers are reviewing Honey Pop out there? I, I, I don't know. I dare you Just us. Not not enough. Just not us. Not enough. Yeah. And then of course, you know, we have, and we don't usually talk about this. It's kind of hard to talk about, is, to be honest. The, the, yeah. This is sort of like a, a good situation to actually sort of broach it. Uh, there was the Great Perch, you know, yeah. and yeah. I mean, I don't. Well, I I remember that being such such a blur, you know, yeah. um, as far as like yeah. dealing with so much so fast. And the the change that sort of brought. I mean, Garrett, during the well, Great Purge, I mean, what were you? I mean, you know? it, it was tough, you know. And I, I think everybody on here knows exactly what we're referring to. But um, right, if you've yeah, been listening to the episodes, I right. think you'll start to hear it about it. You know, in between like twenty eight and all the way, all the way, frankly, up it's to like forty two. Yeah, mostly yeah. season two. I, I just like you know, I honestly had forgotten about the Great Purge until you brought it up. To be, I, I just erased it from my mind. Like That's it's a, so yeah. hard for me to remember right. parts of it, and like you know, it kind of happened so fast that um, yeah, yeah, like you know, I, we ha- and we had the thing was we were so busy that we had to move on from it. Uh, that right. you know, and I'm glad we're at where we're at now. Pro- so. Yeah, probably too soon. I don't think any of us were ready to really no. confront any of it um and it probably wasn't healthy but we you know it's what we survive in advance in this industry so yeah that's what we Big, did you yeah. know i think everybody knows you know the gist of that so i, I don't want to spend too much time yeah i probably shouldn't touch on it right. too much so the next thing that we had to move on to was uh <laughs> taxes dude <laughs> taxes yes tax doing taxes has always been a nightmare for us uh, we are terrified. Uh, <laughs> the first time that we tried to do taxes, it's like an LLC. My God, the <laughs> amount <laughs> for a company that's times? trying not to get sued. Like that, we feel like that's our biggest liability. <laughs> it's like, how do we not get sued about doing our taxes? For a company how, that made a game about suing people. How many? What was? 
what was that one form, Garrett, that we kept messing that I kept messing up, and I was like, no, what about the you know, <laughs> schedule K one? I believe. What yeah. about schedule K one? When do I get my here schedule? That I need K1. my own schedule K one. I was trying to just explain the difference between filing and and having a file. <laughs> <laughs> And Tom was like, like I'm filing gonna... and referencing. He's like, all right, so I'll file no, the K one. No, no. Like, no, you will not file the K one. All you will do is write. You need in. to have it on file. You just yeah. write, in but you don't file one. it. <laughs> and Tom was like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go to jail. <laughs> I'm gonna go to jail. And I, I remember telling Gary, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna go to jail for losing money in this company <laughs> this past year. <laughs> right. So I think we're okay. It's a write off, baby. It's a write off. That's what you gotta, you know, you gotta do. But. Um, the uh, I, I what's lovely is that it's been something every single year. Like this last year, <laughs> we totally almost missed the date to send out 1099s to our customers yeah. and, or to our contractors. Yeah. And I was like, guys, this is due tomorrow. Whoops. I just realized this. And Jeff and Garrett both had stuff to do. And they were like, wow, that's, oh, yeah, that doesn't that's sound rough, good. man. That sucks, buddy. Let me know when it's done. <laughs> It was one of those things where it's just like you just gotta put, you just gotta just sort of like let it all blur together, yeah. and hopefully you'll get through to the other side. So and, you're like uh, driving around LA trying to trying to get like legal. I forms. went to three <laughs> ma- I went to three post offices trying to find 1099. Please, does somebody they, please have a 1099? You cannot you cannot print them off the internet. You have to get them like on special paper or something in California, and so I was just miserable. It's like uh, scantrons in college, like yeah. people try to sell them. Because I, but yeah, right. it, it's, it's. I swore that I would never forget the day that 1099s are due, but guess what? Forgot it. I remember? I, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I pin. I so pro tip to all the, the accountants for your company, which I, I feel like I took on a. Although Tom did have a fun day running around LA, I took on most of the uh, the tax stuff for RDG, mm-hmm. and so I just started pinning every question that I would Google and the answer that I eventually found on our Slack channel. I would just start pinning <laughs> it, and I, so I just like messaged the group, and you guys were like, "What? What are you talking about?" I was like, "Don't worry about this it. Is for it's just for me. For me next year." And I just I set a reminder for uh, for next year when when that'll that'll be due. Thankfully, though, we are located in Texas, so do your research on which state you want to incorporate in because that that makes a huge difference and so we don't have to pay um much much of anything in texas because we're not making like four million dollars right right yeah (laughs) it's pretty pretty beneficial to the the llc right and so then of course uh began the adventure of securing art securing graphic designers securing other independent contractors and that was like for rule book stuff for art and while all this was going on and we're still play testing (laughs) on september 23rd 2019 uh, I just get a, I get a simple little post from Garrett, and it just says, <laughs> you see this? it's a link. It's just a link. And that's all it is. It says, have you seen this? And I know that that's never a good thing. <laughs> when, I, when I, when I, because my friends have done the same thing with like scripts that I've written, you know, yeah. where I've written a script like three years ago, two years ago, and I've been like submitting it to competitions and that sign of stuff and, you know, trying to get in people's hands. And then they send me a link of like a, uh, a movie that's being made that has a very similar premise. <laughs> and and it's like, just, Ugh. it's a shot in the gut. Yeah. Every time it happens. It's a rat race. And of course I open, I open it. I open it. And the zeitgeist has struck again on September 23rd, 2019. There's uh there's an announced all rise legal drama TV show on fricking CBS. Oh, 
and it, it is it, that name we thought was so cool we started wondering <laughs> yeah. if we're going to be forced to change the name we still might be forced to change the name legally they have no right to it but they might just litigate us into the ground financially. the irony would be great I, I, yeah. we can listen listen listeners uh any if you want to crowdsource any other names other than all rise uh order in the court didn't sound <laughs> that great so uh, just send this our, send us the names our way yeah so anyways that was a little bit of a blow to the ego but we made it through that and then we got the prototype made. We put the files together. We I, I made the Kickstarter video. That was a whirlwind experience. Uh, <laughs> that was just me trying to make that yeah. work. I had a camera and a tripod strapped to my back and what little I had learned and retained from college. And uh, I put it together. Uh, sub- I edited the video. I edited uh, most of the... Let's be real, though. If Garrett and I were there, stuff. what would we have contributed to that video i don't know you could have held stuff like <laughs> you'd be surprised how often on a set you know you just need someone to i, I think something. uh i think if we were there that chip bowl would have been empty and not just crumbs let me put it that way <laughs> <laughs> it would have been lit clean baby but that was that was awesome i you know all the acting friends that i have out there out here who helped me with that and who genuinely play the game most of those people were also play testers they'd they played the game in real life um, but they gave us a hell of a video, and I, I largely credit them and that to our success in the Kickstarter. Yeah, thank we'll, you so much, guys. Which we'll do later. Uh, and we're hur- speaking of Kickstarter, we're hurtling towards it at that point. We select, we get ourselves a manufacturer. We get, we are reaching out to Panda. We're trying to get all the connections we can get, and then finally the timeline. And now this is the big shift. The big. Mm. This was the moment that we had been building up to for over two years. Uh, Three, if you include sort of the brainstorming stuff and really getting it off the ground, was the actual Kickstarter. And we've had people reach out to us on Kickstarter. (laughs) Just say, wow. 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 (laughs) You suck. Wow. Tell Tell me about this. Guys, Jeff and Tom always give me a hard time about not being sincere enough when I when I talk. Like I, I we were trying to write updates for everybody, and I'd be like, "Man, guys, thank you so much," and they would just laugh at me. <laughs> it's not you, Garrett. You you know you're, you're a little apathetic sometimes, but <laughs> you true or false, Garrett? When you were thanking people for posting the Kickstarter, you had to say, "I genuinely appreciate it." That's a trick question. I'm not going <laughs> to. You answer it. True. Exactly. You know <laughs> a loaded question. you cannot be trusted. You know it. I genuinely. You know that you cannot be trusted. How genuine, I Garrett? genuinely appreciate you. Well, if I say genuine, that means I actually... <laughs> I actually I've read it somewhere fun. that people will... You know, if I say it, it means what I would say, right? Right. Sincerely. Well, I said sincerely a couple times. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, thank you. Yes. But here's here's the thing. We had a couple people reach out to us on the Kickstarter, and they were saying, "Congrats!" Did, who was that one person who reached out and asked what the preparation process was? Um, like, I don't have the name off the top of my head, but yeah, basically, it was another another guy who was about to launch a project on Kickstarter. He's like, "So, what are your tips for having a great day?" And I'm about to launch in a couple of days, <laughs> and I'm like, like "Dude, oh, yeah. uh, uh, pump the brakes!" Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna need a, a lot more. Forward. Yeah, yeah. Unless you can actually count on, like, we had. We had a list together of people that we knew day one were going to be there. Right. And our friends and family are MVPs. They came out right out the gate as soon as we launched the Kickstarter. And we 
blew that opening day out of the water and it created the momentum because Garrett said that we needed what was it 20 percent 30 30 well yeah so I said 30 percent on day one that was from an article that I read that said 30 percent in 48 hours which I think has been mm-hmm. since corrected to say I think 40 or something like that percent but um yeah so we had set a goal of 30 percent on day one mm-hmm. and so you know, I I think probably if you listen to old episodes of Roll and Move, you'll even hear us say, coming later in 2019, all rise. Yeah. We kept just saying, like, we're not ready. We're not ready. Not we ready. don't have yeah. we don't have that foundation yet. We don't have the base. Mm-hmm. We don't have that interaction we, we want to see um, to make sure that we ha- – because it was all – it was – for me, for me, it was all about day one. <laughs> and Fuck it was all Garrett. about that, yeah. that first week of – of getting everybody together and making sure that we had a, a an attractive product for for once the uh, the Kickstarter kind of starts to take over and you start to, mm-hmm. you catch other people's eye that are just browsing like oh this has already got a uh, this has already got 100 funding I might uh, have to jump in on this this is a good price so people can be fickle they can be fickle oh, if they want to be with a winner you know and if they see that your project is doing really one day one you might have a little bit more you know you might have a little bit more love from the everyday passing by kickstarter <clears throat> aficionado i think yeah. um as a as a product manager in real life i'm always the kind of um i call myself like the perpetual dev- devil's advocate and i always kind of say well you know there's people that won't like it because of whatever um it obviously it can come off as being a downer but like i'm trying to ground myself in realism and i always felt like i wasn't sure what day one was going to look like for us, you know, um, would we fall on our face? Do we feel like, cause it's really hard, you know, if you're, if you're starting a podcast or you're starting uh, a campaign, you kind of have this idea that, yeah, my friends and family will back. Uh, but sometimes people will give you lip service too. And they'll be like, Oh yeah, this project's great. I'm totally going to back it in a year and a half when you kickstart. And then you reach out to that person that you just don't hear from them. So like it's sure, it's yeah. that kind of thing that I was kind of worried about, but oh my god, like I can't echo it enough. Our friends and family came through really strong on day one, and I think what did we hit like thirty seven percent in the first day? Um, yeah, which yeah, is we super, were right super on the strong. Of forty. Yeah, so really happy with um what we what we got from day one, and obviously I, I remember one thing Tom had said when we were in the earlier days. Like, this is probably early twenty nineteen when we were kind of talking about a funding goal and then what kind of what we needed, and I, Tom, you're just like guys you don't have to worry about it. Like I know for a fact that my family is going to come through and it, you know, if we're, if we're sitting there on the last day and we're only at, you know, $8,000, I got it. And I'm like, Tom, it's not the point, you know, gonna like, follow through. They're I don't, gonna I don't, through. I don't want to sell 1500 copies of this game uh, to your grandparents. You know, I, I, I would like for, I <laughs> yeah. would like for, it's not about the, it's not about hitting that number. It's about getting that that amount of backers of interest. And being yeah, because right. yeah, because you know people could fund more it. More people. Yeah, another concern that I was having, even in the early, even as recently as the early part of the Kickstarter, was we have a lot of friends and family that are back in the game, and right. we're gonna get all these copies. But does that tell us that uh, other people, random people, um, don't find like the it. game interesting? Yeah. So like, even if we can fund the game and have all these extra copies, are we gonna be able to? pitch it to people and sell it is it not yeah. interesting enough and that was a concern of mine until we started to like really hit our stride in the campaign so yeah we can totally- there's even a funny comment on one of our ads that we were running on facebook where a guy's like why don't you just put the money that you're spending on ads into uh the, the kickstarter and then you don't have to fund for as much i was like <laughs> it, it just goes back to that point it's it's not about hitting a certain funding right, number so right. much as it is about right. getting it to as many people as possible yeah. and being able to share it with as many people as possible so yeah and and with that, I think we we we, ha- we put together a couple of questions that sort of and like that we can ask each other to sort of see sort of what we learned from this uh, Kickstarter experience and give you guys a little bit of greater insight what it was like on our end. Yeah. 
<laughs> so a couple a couple of questions here that we have we have for ourselves that might give a little might be a little bit of fun insight uh, onto the back end of things. Uh, during the Kickstarter, there's a lot of stuff, and even before the Kickstarter, there's sort of a lot of things that need to be lifted, that need to be adjusted, things that things that just have to get done. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of contributions that you got to be making. We got a little three man team here, so we're you know we got a lot of people wearing a lot of hats. Uh, <laughs> what would you guys say? is the biggest contribution about each of the members here. And I think whose idea was this for two talking about uh, this, is Jeff, this is Jeff's idea. So let, let's do Tom first. Let's me and Jeff, just a little, little fireside chat about Tom, Tommy. What boy. do I, what do I do during this? Uh, well, well, we had forgotten that you were a part of this for a while. So maybe we should move on to you and we'll then move. Okay. We'll, yeah, let's <laughs> just move on to you. Now, uh, Tom, you actually, you kind of, uh, you brushed over this rather quickly. Um, and Jeff, I think you'll agree, but the the creation of the prototype, you took on. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, no, you're just like, yeah, we made a prototype, but like, uh, <laughs> I, you now know what a, a trim line is, a bleed line is, uh, yeah. the safety line. Um, <laughs> yeah, I basically, basically just all the graphic design. Yeah, um, yeah, well, a lot we 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 contracted out, but but Tom, you know, is able to take anything that we're getting in from our contractors and and thrown into photoshop in a way that i am absolutely um just dyslexic about so i i think jeff probably is a little bit better at it than me but like he you've been able to to really uh polish up all the all the graphics that we're getting all that stuff um and and turn it into to some really 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 amazing artwork and, and beautiful stuff so um i think I, and the prototype was a was a was just a litmus test for it, but uh, it's it's been so good, you know, with everything. Um, yeah, I want to add my as... two cents to that. Um, yeah, even even obviously the the graphic design part that you're mentioning, Garrett, but like I would say overall creative vision. I think Thomas, you've mm-hmm. kind of taken um, taken the lead on that and kind of given uh, All Rise its kind of voice and its tone. Uh, and I think that's kind of a really big deal when it comes to making a game like this. Like even. You know, oh, yeah. I, I think a lot of people hopefully will see that through the cards that we're coming, uh, that we've made through um, like the case cards, surprise witness cards, the tone of the game, the art, uh, it all kind of aligns with one another. And it's kind of, I would say it's an amalgamation of our three types of personalities into the game, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. I think people don't necessarily get that um, when they play a game per se, sure. uh, but maybe listening to this podcast, they'll get a little bit of insight as to why that happens. Um, but I think that was really cool, Tom. I think you did a really great job kind of leading up those efforts. Oh, yeah. It's stuff like the stenographer's notes, the civic duty cards, you know, um, the the objection cards, just stuff that's like just so thematic uh, is, is all, I mean, that's all that's all pretty much Tom. Um, and, you know, even I would say maybe definitely not all of them, but a, a, a plurality of the the case cards that the evidence and the surprise witnesses are, are from the mind of, of Thomas as, as, as yeah. far as a, the, the creative You, you could say, him. you could say I'm an idea guy, big idea guy. Yeah. Tom, <laughs> Tom's a big idea guy. He, he just kind of throws it up the wall and, uh, it sticks, sees it what sticks. sticks. <laughs> well, uh, I, I thank you guys. That, that means a lot to me to hear sort of the, uh, the, you know, your sentiments, uh, I, I won't make you go any uh, further, so you know okay. you can you can you can stop complimenting me and keep go back to insulting me. It's it's a little foreign. <laughs> it's a little foreign, a little weird. I don't know how I feel about this, but uh, it, I, I do appreciate it. Thank you, thank you both. All right, who's who's next on the chopping block here? You want to do Jeff? Yeah, let's do Jeff. Let's do um, Jeff. 
My God, uh, <laughs> Jeff, why Jeff are you here? <laughs> my, get this guy out! No, uh, what what I was gonna say is Jeff has given absolute it, so much clarity. Like I wanna I wanna make something very clear. I uh, when we're talking about fulfillment, there are sometimes meetings where Jeff and Garrett are going over uh, spreadsheets of numbers and like mark things that we have to hit and like limits that we have stuff that we have to sell and like we're like okay if we sell this much of this certain amount we'll hit we'll be able to hit this mark and that puts us into this tier of stuff that we can afford but we go if we go with this uh, there's and they're clicking in all these different variables and there's times where jeff is just leading and i'm just in awe uh, <laughs> yeah because yeah. i i cannot i can't follow the way i know my mind doesn't work like that and i know that if i didn't have them i'd be dead i'd be right. dead in the water i wouldn't understand advertising I wouldn't understand. I know how to like maybe make a message, but I don't know. I don't know about the Facebook algorithm. I don't know about like how to viably test that sort of stuff and to see a good performing ad. Jeff is like, he speaks a language that I know that I need. And I know that I would be so screwed without him. So oh, I yeah. am so thankful to have him on this project and bringing him in was probably the smartest thing that we could have done uh, because it's just the the 3d graphics that jeff just busts out like he's just, he's just, yeah, i can do a 3d mock-up for the ox yeah, you know, it's fine. i can send it for you i'm like holy cow um, yeah i mean we we brought jeff in for a reason um and that was because of his he was he wanted to do project management at at university well not at university games but he he, he was looking to get it dabble into project management um and he wanted to kind of work in the work in the game industry, and honestly, just work with some uh, some some good some old pretty boys, good guys. Like, uh, Tom and I, yeah, and yeah, a hundred percent echo those sentiments. Um, I think kind of just adding on to that, Jeff has been like whether or not he like, for instance, I was saying, Tom, you did all the you did all the graphic stuff, you threw it all in, in Photoshop, and Jeff would just have the ideas like, oh, you know, dude, that's uh, that's way too light. People aren't going to be able to read that. That's, that's way too light. And you're like, oh yeah, I, uh, that's that's true i don't know how i didn't see see that so like even if he wasn't the the quote-unquote expert uh mm-hmm. as far as the three of us <laughs> as far right. as the three of us go uh he he almost always had like uh coaching moments that could correct us and I, I think jeff you said you're the perpetual negative nancy as far as just like always you know questioning stuff or like asking why won't this work um, it's so needed it's too. yeah like like yeah, like with the with the critical with like the critical stuff like i could throw out an idea for a mechanic or something like that and jeff is always because i my mind can just sort of go right it can i sure. can just get for so when i'm thinking creatively i can think of a i can i'm kind of like a baseball slugger i can have a good idea but i can also have a really like short-sighted idea (laughs) and i can i can like where there's a glaring error and i just i don't see it as i'm pushing it and i'm very passionate about it and i can i can rely on uh on jeff to sort of see and like think of like if it works from a gameplay mechanic if it's going to be accessible are people going to be able to understand what we're going for if we if we have those changes in there or if we have this concept and we're yeah, you know that's, that's uh, it, mm. so. I, what I'll say is where where Tom was the the force behind creating what the game itself is that that force never would have come to life without Jeff. Like Jeff is responsible for 
in my mind, the largest percent between the three of us of actually bringing this thing, dragging us to the finish line and, and making sure that we not not dragging us to the finish line, but making sure that we have something uh, nice and presentable once we get to the finish line and that uh, people weren't just immediately crapping out once we uh, once we launched our project on Kickstarter. You know, I told you guys that we couldn't just take a bunch of pictures of sticky notes and try to kickstart with it. And, you know, here we are. It, it took us an extra two years, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thankful i think i will also say that i don't think we we have ever wrote an update for the unless i absolutely had to post it because of a time limit i don't think i ever wrote an update uh for the campaign that jeff didn't proofread right Uh, (laughs) i never i never put anything out there that we weren't just like hmm we wrote a couple of them collectively but like i always i always seek his advice and counsel yeah. Uh, so 100. Uh, percent yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That, that means a lot. And um, yeah, really happy to. I think. I think so far it's been a good mix of, I guess, different talents. And um, you know, I, I think that's really fortunate for a really small group. You can kind of get a lot of the same type of people in a group sometimes. And I think that's what yeah. makes REG work really well. Is that um, you know, we kind of complement each other and what we can and can't do. And there are obviously times that we miss some coverage. Um. But so far, I mean, it's been a, like a really good puzzle piece. Um, fix it, yeah. Fitting it. And that leaves Garrett, right? What are you? Where do you fit that in the puzzle? Garrett. The Reddit guy, <laughs> our social media expert, Garrett. No, I'm <laughs> um, I will Garrett, say you are. So, I'll say this: you're the most socially me- social media inept person <laughs> that we could ever have in this. <laughs> it's so good. It's so. I don't, so I don't good. know. There, there is Ted. We we could always get Ted in here. Yeah, but, yeah. but close second for sure. The Facebook points, man. We gotta get the Facebook points. Um, yeah. I, Garrett, I will say what I'll say about you is that um, from like a pure operations perspective, you took that on early, early on in the company. Um, and like really took it to heart and led it. I think Garrett is the one who got us meetings with Carrie. Um, Garrett is the one who figured out fulfillment. Uh, Garrett is the one who kind of understood, like he talked about it earlier, what we should do or strive for in the Kickstarter campaign to have some success. So I think if you want to talk about um, overall planning and strategy of you know how we can get to uh, where we are today, we wouldn't have been able to do that. Like, you know, Thomas and I would have you know, maybe come up with some ideas and, you know, polish those ideas. But like, there's a lot of big picture stuff that we need to work on. Uh, taxes, for example, which is not fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, Garrett, like, kind of took that on without a, without a, um, without an issue. I, so. I, I have to sort of, I definitely echo those sentiments. As far as like, I, I, I sort of picture Garrett as like the, the guy who's willing to put on the hazmat suit and deal with stuff that is that we don't want to deal with <laughs> that and I, I don't want to phrase it like it like it's a negative thing but it's 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 sort of it is no, it's great. such <laughs> it's such a crucial thing to have there was nothing that was too uh money centric or that's that can be very intimidating or like the the tax example alone with that and then also <laughs> recently yeah. taking over like your 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 willingness to just jump onto something that you've never done before. Yeah. For example, when we were when when I asked you to start taking over the podcast and you recently started editing those, you learned. Yeah. Uh, when it was time to learn taxes and we had to incorporate ourselves in Texas and figure out how to do that, you learned. Uh, when we had to when we had to figure out uh, manufacturing and also fulfillment and figure out our shipping centers and our inter- like create international contacts around the actual world. Uh, to make sure that we can fulfill. You learned how to do when that. When I told too. you to stop calling like, me Jimmy, you learned. <laughs> you learned. 
<laughs> no, I'm just gonna, yeah, yeah. Like, the, I think anything, you, anything that like all the cogs behind the scenes of RDG that needed to go, um, Garrett without hesitation would kind of pick it up, like help form the LLC, um, help us with all the tax stuff. Um, help us mm-hmm. again with fulfillment, with shipment, understanding, uh, you know, late, like uh, a pledge manager, uh, all the, like understanding the logistics of, you know, how we can get into Kickstarter, why we would do Kickstarter, um, breaking down, mm-hmm. you know, even early on, wh- why why we would consider doing our own campaign versus going to a publisher. I mean, all those things Garrett just kind of picked up and were and just gave us really big, um, like a really awesome clarity and direction into where we would take the company. Mm-hmm. So. I think that yeah. that to me totally is totally thing. grateful to have you on board, buddy. Couldn't do it without you. There you go. We can't. We don't pay much. Wow. But we but we don't so have an HR pay. department. Wow. And that's really nice. <laughs> uh, but to sort of tie that back to the Kickstarter, which is what we're really focusing on, is if if you're if this is a project like if you have something in your head that you sort of want to do and you know you know you want to do the Kickstarter thing as well, the team that you have around you that is pushing you forward is like the most important thing oh, yeah. like you yeah. can prep all day long but if you don't have people that can make it a reality you're dead in the water and to keep moving on with our kickstarter <laughs> questions speaking of dead in the water let me just throw this one out there i'm gonna jump down here what's the biggest misappropriation of funds that you can imagine <laughs> we do with this nineteen thousand dollars Oh man, I think uh, the biggest with, mistake with, with COVID, a lot of office space is opening up around here in Austin. So I, <laughs> I nice might RDG be able office. to get us. I might be able to get us a nice office for about a month, uh, right, right down there <laughs> by the public <laughs> library. Ah, uh, nice by the water, yeah, by Lake Travis so I, or whatever. Or? I'll, I'll shop it around and let you guys know what I come up with. But uh, just guys, be ready for some uh, some nice views, some and, big uh, bills. <laughs> Please don't. Very. Very walkable city. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Walk score, ten out of ten. <laughs> I was I was gonna say I, I if mo- misappropriation of funds wise, I'm feeling lucky. Yeah, I, yeah? I think lucky? I think I think we could we could get a dirty briefcase, get all nineteen thousand dollars in cash. We go down to Sin City, and there's a, the I, there's, there's there's a little there's a little we got lucky with the funding. I'm feeling I'm feeling like Lady Luck is with us for good. I say we try this little game called roulette, and we bet on we bet on black. And we don't on love black. It. I'm feeling black. I'm feeling black, man. We go we go all in. We go hard. If you think about it like this, we just gotta win like what? five games in a row, <laughs> and we're rich. We can make the game, and we're all rich. That's so true. think about that. It's a great plan. <laughs> what's a, and what's the worst case that can happen? A little jail. <laughs> I, I think it's a pretty good I think it's a pretty good trade off. I'm pretty sure we trade-off. we put a uh, risks and rewards or risks and challenges. We put jail <laughs> Do we put yeah. jail <laughs> jail, <laughs> jail jail time potential <laughs> incarceration. Um <laughs> uh for for me it's uh you know you kind of you can kind of get drunk on the success of a Kickstarter and um you kind of think that you kind of look forward you know, this is something that we did in kind of postponing when we launched the Kickstarter itself. It's, it was a really fast 28 days. But I, I can, I think for me, the biggest misappropriation would be spending money on post campaign stuff that, you know, like putting out ads or trying to promote the game yeah. and trying to make way more money than we can probably make on something that we may or may not have. <laughs> like, right. like trying to double down on, you know, the, the nice thing about Kickstarter is it's pretty, 
um, you know, aside from the time and money that we spend ahead of time, it's pretty um, low commitment in terms of upfront funds, uh, which is one of the big reasons why we chose it. But, you know, if we took a large chunk of that money and decided, well, what if we just run ads and point them to our uh, post Kickstarter sales and tried to make even more money that could go really, really poorly <laughs> in our, in our favor. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, uh, that's something that something that we probably shouldn't do in my opinion. It's just a different type of gambling is really what it, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. Oh man. Okay. So what would you guys say was the, uh, the biggest mistake that we did make during the Kickstarter? So to sort of switch back to a little bit more serious, don't worry guys, your funds are safe. We're, we're going to make the best decisions we can. <laughs> but because our biggest mistake. <laughs> I'm not going to put it all on black. On black. <laughs> not Just all A little of bit of it. You might, might get we... some of your money back. <laughs> we learn from our mistakes around here, darn it. Uh, what were some of the biggest lessons that you guys learned while doing the Kickstarter? Biggest lessons. Um, I, I think we all kind of had this one. Not using kind of the analytics of of that Kickstarter has built in and also Google mm -hmm. analytics as far right. as tracking how we, where people were coming from uh, to our campaign. Uh, we were running ads on Facebook. We were running ads on uh, board game geek and, you know, we were posting about it on Twitter and Instagram and Reddit. And I think we were only like three days late and getting those custom links set up three days after the campaign had started. But by then it was already, it was already too late yeah. because we, There's a lot we didn't know the biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. We had no, cause you know, we, we, we put a good chunk of money into board game geek and we literally have no idea how that paid right. off. Right? We, we have, have, we have an idea no of the idea. impressions, but we have no idea how many people actually bought. Or, yeah, that exactly. is, or can't, or even clicked through the, and came to the site. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that, that's what kills me is really the biggest lesson that I learned is really the value of data. And I was yeah. telling this to Jeff and like, as, as far as like big things that I've learned is those referral links and being able to make decisions on where you're spending money, where you're spending money advertising, where you're putting your effort. Cause the last thing you want to do when you're being pulled in so many different directions is give any more attention to something that is not having the most optimal results to the campaign. And that was a huge, that was, that was a big blow to me, uh, yeah. was not having the analytic uh, the analytics in play when we were doing that uh, board game geek advertising. Yeah, I, I'll obviously echo the sentiments. Analytics was definitely the number one for me um, in knowing the impact of like what we put into some of our um, ad streams and how that impacted us. Uh, I, the second thing I'll say is that um, we went on the conservative side and ran a longer campaign. Um, and I think that maybe next time we might consider running a, sh a shorter, quicker campaign for a yeah. game of our size. I think there was sometimes it felt like a little bit of um, inertia in the campaign, sitting in the middle, and you know, <laughs> behind the a lot scenes, of cancellations. Yeah, for no reason. yeah, and then some people get, some people cancel because they kind of feel uh, anxious that things aren't moving along, and you know, maybe that comes with the territory of Kickstarter. But um, sure. I, I'll say for the people at home, uh, there was a lot of um, I guess antsiness uh, behind the scenes here at RDG about what should we do? Should we try to promote harder? <laughs> uh, should we put more money into ads? And so we 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 tried to. Luckily, we I think we were pretty. Um, we had a we had a strategy. We stuck to the strategy. We were pretty conservative in uh, maintaining mm -hmm. our original vision of what we wanted to succeed and what, what we wanted to do. And uh, but yeah, I would say like that was um, there were days that was kind of scary. Where we're like, what happened? <laughs> you know, especially the, the, the 
Sorry. I was just going to say the antsiness is such a hilarious understatement. <laughs> like we're 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 trying to make like the the worrying fun. So I wish that we could share some of the messages that we have. Oh my gosh. In our uh, yeah. our personal communications to one another. What should we do? The campaign. What should it's we over. do? Yeah. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> 619 day 4 of the campaign I think was one of the worst days of my life. We we had, <laughs> we had eight backers after these three like pretty monster days and we were just like oh god this is this might be the end. And that was only day 4 and then you know we had a handful more days like that day. That was terrifying. Um, I w- I will say that was really terrifying for me because I was questioning, well our friends and family have now bought yeah. now do people not like the game and you know right. like are we funding the game for nothing because we're funding the game just mm-hmm. for friends and family uh but you know obviously uh looking back at the campaign now that was not the case but yeah that was really scary for me i will agree um yeah i uh i i, I will say another one of the lessons that i sort of learned was um i honestly wish garrett that we had sort of we were talking about in the updates sort of appealing to like straight up asking people to raise their pledges uh, right. towards the end and yeah. Garrett didn't think that would work um just and being upfront and honest with people and being earnest and saying we would we really want to make the hit this next stretch goal if you pledged at this level we really think this next one is actually worth your time effort and money and just straight up asking people I wish we had done that sooner yeah. Yeah. I, I because we did it we did it in the final like four <laughs> hours of the campaign we had like three or four people up there up the pledge amounts so by being yeah. upfront and honest about your intentions and what you need um it makes me feel like Kickstarter. I sort of wished I knew this. Kickstarter is not your average customer. It really right. is a part of the journey. Yeah, and you have you have the permission to ask the people who are out of the kindness of their hearts and their interest in the project to who are backing your project. You have a little bit of leeway to communicate with them. Yeah, as some people. Yeah, some people see it as a store, but there are definitely other people that see it as like I'm contributing. I'm part of. I'm part of this team and you know, I'm, I, I want to help bring this to the finish line and get the best, best version of the game just as much as you guys do us as in you guys as an RDG. So yeah, I agree with you, Tom. I think um, looking back, we, we should have treated it, um, treated the customers a little bit differently in that um, not just thinking that they're just here to buy the game, but you know, some of them really are here to see it. See here success. for the deal. <laughs> I'm here for yeah. the deal. Uh, well, a question for y'all actually real quick. Um, I, I felt like I was prepared for this because I, I feel like I'm a little more inundated with Kickstarter than, than you guys, as far as like, I've, I've backed a handful more projects than Jeff. And I don't, I don't think Tom, you've, you've backed much on Kickstarter, but no. um, responding to the vocal minority, um, you're always going to have these uh, groups of people that are uh, very vocal about what they, the direction they would like to see your project go. Yeah. Um, the ideas that they have. Did, did you guys feel like we handled those? appropriately or did they catch you off guard appropriately you know we uh you have some comments that always have inevitably come in that are asking you to go in a direction you just simply can't or they're bringing up information that you know you've you know it is what it is if someone you know is complaining (laughs) about the shipping rates there's literally nothing you can do about it (laughs) So, so sort of navigating the navigating the talk and the (laughs) the interactions so that you can give them the news that things can't change but do it in a way that makes them feel heard is yeah, yeah. a it's it's a it's a toughie but i've i've i i thought we did just fine yeah i, I think we did fine i'll i'll um add that you know working in product you kind of hear people that kind of complain about that you get a, you hear a lot of woe is me um and yeah. like mm-hmm. oh 
I use this thing or I do it this way. And I think everybody in the world does it the way I do it because um, that's just kind of how they see the world. And so when people are saying, oh, why aren't you early in the campaign? You know, why aren't you considering backing or fulfilling to, to Europe? There's so many of us here. Uh, but that wasn't our initial. It's not that we were trying to <laughs> exclude people from Europe. It was that we felt f- thought it was cost prohibitive, right, for a lot of things. And mm-hmm. and so like, um, but un- when we started to hear from a lot of people that said, "Hey, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of people that are buying from outside of the U.S." And we just decided to actually do some more research into it. So it's not always that um, people think that like you know I'm being I'm not being heard or you know you didn't you didn't do it the right way and it's easy for them to say fix it for me but you know we're obviously looking at the big picture how we're going to hit our fun, funding goals how does this impact your logistics things like that so yeah um, it's really easy to kind of say that on, on the other side but I I think Garrett you mo- you did most of the handling there and I think you did a great job of um, yeah. kind of explaining the process there for them it's a service industry baby yeah I'm sorry your food's cold let me go uh, let me go do something about that for you and then bring them the same <laughs> thing back and they're happy there you go. <laughs> Oh, it's a lot warmer than before. Oh, oh wow! Is that, is that better, ma'am? This is much better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I I had the cook make it extra special for you this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of the feedback that we got, I think that's terrible. <laughs> Some of the to be clear, the... there's no spitting in the food. I just took <laughs> it to the kitchen and brought it right back. <laughs> I just so, got to make them think that I care. Yeah. Some of the feedback, I think it was because we got so many questions about like the international shipping that we went and secured quartermaster. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it's like some of it, as I think Jeff was alluding to, is very valuable. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Like, no, it's, it's, it's yeah. valuable feedback regardless. It, it's just sorting out, you know, if you hear one person ask about it versus yeah. you know, 20, it, it's it's a much different scenario. Right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if one person's like, well, this was a mixed success and not mm-hmm. not not listening to that when you when you have your own expectations of, of kind of how yeah you have so. to learn how to tell people no um it's like super super valuable i would say in, in a kickstarter campaign if you are go to, and try to appease every single person that comments um you know it, it's it might turn your campaign up you'll ruin way. your game yeah yeah. You'll, yeah it'll it'll you'll and that's why we didn't do free shipping so maybe <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. I will say another thing that I think helped prep us for success is Garrett and I would spend an awful lot of time like looking up just catastrophic failures, <laughs> preparing, <laughs> preparing yourself for for uh, what was probably yeah. what you thought was inevitable. It was totally for research and not because we were chuckling at, at two a.m. Yeah, yeah. and just going this guy. <laughs> yeah, we, we we knew beforehand that once you launch on once you hit launch on Kickstarter, you can never pull that page down, no matter how you're campaign goes everyone knows um all right our next question here um uh what was our most surprising success what was the thing that we did right we talked about things that we learned we but what is one thing that we think we did exceptionally i am happy to start um uh, look so i spent fucking like (laughs) like (laughs) eight hours fighting with this mod on reddit about posting uh like i just wanted to you know i'm like hey you know this is a board game subreddit i just want to post read the rules and they're like read the rules you haven't been contributing and i was like i did read the rules the rules say that if you're reposting or posting again then i have to have some dumb 10 to 1 ratio where i'm commenting on a bunch of stuff but they're really adamant about it so i couldn't i actually couldn't post that hey we're launching this kickstarter on uh board game subreddit on, on day one and i actually we i did we had to do a little bit of work and had to comment on some other posts and um you know, interact with farm the community karma. a little bit and farm karma. And then we had to come back. And um, I think that was around day three or four. 
And I posted on Reddit, hey, we're RDG, we're a small board game company, check us out um, on Kickstarter. And we just watched, and we and that was when we did do custom referrals, and we just watched. Day five. As it was day five, yeah. Day four was the worst day, day five was the, <laughs> Incredible. the comeback. Yeah. It, it, we just watched as our number just kind of skyrocketed for the day. Um, I think yeah. from Reddit alone, what did we raise? Like a thousand dollars or something? Uh, yeah, it was we, like a, we got sixty to sixty-five pledges. Twelve, twelve hundred and yeah, twelve hundred nine dollars. Yeah, it was just this incredible Reddit. injection of uh, like a you know obviously a very passionate community uh, coming in and mm-hmm. thinking, oh yeah, you twenty bucks for a board game. Uh, you know this seems pretty neat, and people were really supportive of it, and you know. Uh, like it, I, I will say, obviously it was really annoying to kind of get that post up, but it so happened to happen at the right time for us. It wasn't mixed in with, um, our initial wave of success. It kind of gave us a second wave. Um, and I think it brought a lot of eyes to the, to the, to the board game, or, to, or at least to the Kickstarter mm-hmm. campaign and might have hopefully helped, uh, set us up for some sustainable success down the road. Um, so I, right. yeah, for me, hands down, we didn't spend a dime on, um, on that Reddit post. Obviously we spent a lot more on other, I spent a lot of time. <laughs> Uh, we didn't we didn't spend any money at least if you if you want a fun side project or listener go find our post history on reddit it is uh it's pretty funny (laughs) it's the result of handing over the social media keys to garrett and saying we need karma go get it karma and he's like all right i'll just the most (laughs) stupid comments (laughs) all right here you go jeff i'm like what did you give me (laughs) um yes i i agree reddit was the the biggest success uh honorable mention though for me was our reward tiers i think we set those up uh surprisingly well um 66 mm-hmm. of our money came with the base game so that means we had another 34 percent that's distributed between our other reward tiers which uh 90 of our backers were in the the base tier but uh only 66 percent of our money was in the base wow. tier so yeah we had a we had a good distribution with the exception of justice for all um i I think uh all the other tiers we we did it we did a really good job on that and we we kind of had some uh back and forth on whether we should expand the prosecution calls you to the stand but i think we ended up making the right decision not expanding that yeah um but i I, we you know we got uh we we i'm really really pleased with how those uh tiers did even even the um the courtroom collector Mm-hmm. which we didn't completely sell out of but we still got a we, we still got a significant chunk of our funding from that yeah from yeah. that tier uh i will also say uh this is sort of not to not to toot my own horn or anything but the video uh great video has it was just that's surprising i i thought it was a pretty good video that, like, great that video. i made awesome but video. i had no idea that it was going to perform that well if you're looking at video statistics, usually the one that you want to look at is how many people actually finish the video. Yeah. And with most projects on Kickstarter, what were some of the statistics that like they? It were was called? like you want to have like ten to ten to fifteen percent of people actually finish the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you know you're like, well, God. Uh, and you also wanted to have a shorter video. Ours was, I think, a on the little longer side. bit lo- longer yeah. than what it was recommended. Still, so we were kind of yeah. like, ah. Uh, um, it was like two minutes when I wrote the script for the for the pit for the video. Um, we I clocked it in at around. I knew it was going to be around two minutes, just north. Um, yeah. And I was hoping that it wouldn't have an effect on how many people watch the video, or like that it would diminish it. But we we were pulling in twenty six to twenty seven percent of yeah. people were finishing the video once they started. And it, it. it was going up throughout the campaign, yeah. which is cool because our, our friends and family all backed on days one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so the, those were the guys that were coming in and starting the video, like, ah, oh, whatever. And then they just <laughs> give, us, give us their money. And then after that, because uh, we were at like 
I think like 18% after day two. Yeah. Um, and we came all the way up to right around 27% by the end of the campaign. Yeah. So that, that it was growing throughout the campaign, which so, yeah, is, so it goes was to show, really, really cool to yeah, see. It was, goes to show how, um, you know, people take baby steps when it comes to your campaign for my, our guess was that a lot of people will see our, our um, all rise somewhere either on Kickstarter uh, through the Explore option or from our ads. It'll kind of come in and then they might see this really polished video and they might start watching it a little bit and they'll kind of scroll through some of the stuff. It all kind of leads up to the culmination of people um, deciding that this is something that, you know, has been polished enough and that they're confident is going to, mm-hmm. that we'll get to the finish line. Um, so, you know, obviously Kickstarter is great in that you don't have to commit to, we don't have to buy 1,500 copies of the game to sell. Uh, but, you know, you still have to put a good bit of work into, you know, way mm-hmm. before, obviously it took us two years. Uh, two plus years to take before you even get to the point where you can make a, a, a campaign successful. So, right. Yeah. Uh, just a side note, something that also surprised me. Uh, I thought we would get a little bit more love from Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought we were, I thought we were going to get a little bit more love. I thought that maybe they were going to place us a little bit higher on their list. That's sorted by magic. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I guess it never, never really came through. You know, sort this a is a constant of a check behind the scenes, right? What, what are we at? Thirty-seven today. It's good, but uh, there were we- there were to, days you have to click load more at the bottom, <laughs> right? A lot of load there were more. days that with we were not a project they love. We never got that label, and uh, I think I'm gonna remember that. I think <laughs> next time, I think next that. time we run well, our next campaign. Yeah, I'm gonna remember that. You better, you better be careful, Kickstarter. So, last question. This is the one that everyone really wants to know: is where do we go from here, boys? Vegas. I thought you already said it. <laughs> we already cleared that up. Um, so, so to let people know where we're sort of going from here, uh, now that the Kickstarter is completed, the journey is far from over. Now it really sort of begins. Is we're going to be? If you take a look at the timeline that actually is uh, outlined on our our page, you'll see that we're going to. Fix all the broken pledges. We're going to be contacting the people who are supported at the tier where they have to appear in the game. And we're going to be uh, getting them to sign the stuff that they we, we have to make them sign in order to put a likeness of their image in the game. And then it's all about the art. It's all about the art for at least a month. And then the production side begins. So yeah. from here, we're going to be working a lot on this game. And then in our downtime, I don't know. What do you think, Gary? Should we make a, make a different game? I think uh, I've got a lot of ideas. I know I've um, back to that Euro with, game. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the court court based Euro game, or actually that Salt Traders in Greece. Sounds like <laughs> maybe yeah. we'll, we'll Target, if you're life, listening, but, we're, well, we're ready to sell out Salt Traders. Yeah, Greece. no, I I, uh, I I think we got some ideas uh, that we're ready to get cranking uh, and get going. I, I think it this was such a good project for us to start with and and just kind of see what we could do. Um, learn the process so was, dip our toes yeah i mean mm-hmm. we I, there was a ton of it that like we had no clue we knew what we right. kind of needed to do but there's a lot a lot of things that we had no experience with yeah i i think i think with all rise and, and the play testing we literally just cared about does are the people having fun, <laughs> um, having fun and is it easy enough for them to to, to gronk and just kind of Grok, sorry, I said Gronk. Grok, and uh, and just understand everything that goes on from one read through of the rules. Mm-hmm. But you know, as we develop, you know, strategy games, we care about balance. We care about right. um, starting position. We care about care about winning conditions. And and with all rise in a party game, we didn't really care about that. So um, we certainly have a lot to 
a lot of uh, room to grow, um, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, I think I think maybe we'll see. Uh, we, we've got a lot of ideas, so I'm, I'm excited to see. But you can always expect uh, kind of our our flair for humor and um, and storytelling in there. I think. Yeah, and I, I'm personally really excited about continuing to grow our community. Not 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 only on roll and move, which we've you know hopefully had some listeners for some time, but. Um, now we have this long list of people that have, you know, committed to and see the vision of an RDG game. And so Mm -hmm. they hopefully will understand the next time we come up with a game that it's something that, you know, is along their tastes, um, something that they might be interested Mm -hmm. in that that they're kind of happy to back because they kind of know that we, um, have a certain style or quality. So hoping that we, Mm -hmm. um, make you guys all happy and, uh, yeah, and hopefully that you guys will support us in our next campaign as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And a couple people that we really want to thank for getting us through the Kickstarter and along our our long journey with Rough Draft Games. My mom, amazing artist, helping us out with the the evidence cards. I love you, mom. Thank you so much. We love you. Uh, Jer- yeah, yeah, the boys love you. Many nights spent in the basement over there watching movies. And it's all come to this. Here you are participating in our game. <laughs> You're the real MVP. <laughs> Jared Yamahata, incredible artist, doing the surprise witness stuff for us. Uh, Nick. Uh, Nick Quintana. Yeah, there you go. Bill. The old, old brother-in-law. Doing yeah. doing our first logo for us. Well, Daniel Clute uh, did the music, the intro music for Roll and Move. Um, big fan of the show. Uh, you're probably listening to it now, honestly. He probably is listening probably now. It. I think he listens yeah. to every episode. So, big fan of the show. Uh, that and you, the listener, are probably listening to the music. Oh, yeah, as, as well. we're kind of rolling yeah. out. Hopefully, yeah. well, if, if this takes too long, then maybe you'll have to be a little later. <laughs> uh, Travis Seifer, also a big fan of the show, super fan, if you will, has been on the ep- has been on uh, an episode of Roll and Move before. Um, would love to thank all of our playtesters and video participants um, that kind of help us uh you know make the game uh reality by helping us tweak some of the game elements as well as um you know obviously promote the game thomas mentioned earlier big success with the video on the kickstarter campaign itself uh lauren and geo our graphic designers uh nick also did that for our logo but all rise specific lauren and geo um thank you guys so much geo i we don't know your last 99 percent from... certain you're not going to hear this ever but uh mm. we we appreciate some the, gig, the ideas Gio. you brought to the campaign yeah uh carrie carrie from panda panda games has been such a huge help um, oh yeah getting us to understand what exactly we were diving into um we can't thank her enough um check out if you if you listener are trying to get a game produced and you're kind of doing it on a larger scale uh definitely check out panda um and if you get the honor of working with carrie um it's just it's just oh, wonderful. she was fantastic she answered all of our questions yeah. super helpful um i would like to thank karen and allison um they're wonderful people. Um, my wife, Kat, as well. All three of them were super, super helpful in sharing the campaign, um, bringing in people, helping it, helping this game be more relatable uh, mm-hmm. to the people that um, the, the 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 folks in RDG called normies. Uh, they were able to spread it out and make it seem they're like, oh, OK, like actual people could have fun with this game, not just Garrett and Thomas and Jeff. Um and then biggest, our most heartfelt and sincere thanks to LegalZoom, Halcyon, and uh, Ink File for really friends getting the our show. finances in orders. Yeah, friends of the show. And, uh, and of course, lastly, we want to thank uh, listeners like you who have been with us every step of the way through the podcast. And to, to sort of cap things off, we want to do a big special announcement. We are going to have late pledges available via Backer Kit. If you're listening to the show for the first time or you're a longtime listener and maybe you... 
you weren't able to support the Kickstarter for whatever reason, we are going to have late pledges available via backer kit at some point in the future. Not too distant future, Garrett? Is that not it? too distant? We'll have that. We'll have that up and running. We'll have to get that in before we submit the final numbers to Panda. So we will get that in mm-hmm. here in the next uh, few months, I'd imagine. Awesome. Very cool. And. Another thing we want to do is thank those of you who have gone to iTunes and rated this five stars, rated our, our little our little program here five stars. It, help, it means so much to us. It helps spread the word. It shows, uh, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our little effort of trying to build the community, and it helps more people find out about what we're doing here at Rough Draft Games and the, uh, the stuff that we're making for you guys that we can now say has been live on Kickstarter. We've been making this audience, <laughs> and you guys finally, you, you pulled through. Wait and the, I, it's it's finally all skipped ahead of this circle, episode guys. though you didn't really slog through we're gonna need you to go back and listen to I episode know. one and yeah start from the beginning buddy you gotta start from the beginning uh and with that uh you know i guess now is the part where i say if you want to if you want to talk to us about the game if you want to talk to us about the journey any intimate questions for garrett about uh making sure that he does not buy a super expensive office in downtown Austin, <laughs> Texas, that if you want to double check up on him, a du- if you want to double check up, right? If you want to double check on him, then you can do so by hitting us up at Rough Draft Games on Twitter. Uh, send us your emails for game recommendations. We're taking those uh, specifically uh, tabletop simulator mods, print and plays, anything we can play over webcam. Send those our way, roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Keep an eye out at our website, um, roughdraftgames.com. Hopefully, we'll have a way for you to um, come to our late pledge site and back via backer kit if you haven't, or you can hear news about the game there. Um, we have other things on the website too, like um, thematic blog posts, other episodes of Roll and Move. So come check us out um, over at roughdraftgames.com. It's been a long journey, boys, and I'm sure looking forward, we have a brave new world ahead of us, and we got $19,000 to face it with. So, uh, well, sans, know, sans Kickstarter fees, but yeah, sans Kickstarter fees, but that should buy us a pretty big gun. <laughs> <laughs>